You are listening to the Spectral Skull Session, tales from the twilight world of myth, mystery, and imagination. The idea behind this podcast is that we explore claims about the occult, supernatural, and paranormal from an analytical standpoint. We're open to the existence of a world beyond the five senses, and we dismiss that dogmatic skepticism that insists that any story about the unexplained has to reduce to hallucinations or swamp gas. But we're not committed to any particular theory or philosophy about what the paranormal is, and we realize that whatever is out there, the answer is likely to be more complicated than any existing model or theory. What we bring to the table is small s skepticism, a skepticism that we throw as much on the mainstream accounts as we do on the supernatural story. Okay, let's get started. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. This is the Spectral Skull Session. This is a special report preempting our coverage of Whitley Strieber, which will continue next week. We have shocking news coming from Peru, that southern land of magic and enchantment. Peru, located in South America, the national media has been abuzz with reports of pelicaras, which means face peelers. They are creatures known to the Akutu tribespeople as a sort of native cryptid. These tribespeople are from the San Antonio native community in the Mayanas province in northeastern Peru. They live along a tributary of the Amazon River. They report that they are under nightly siege by seven-foot-tall humanoid creatures, which float in the air, are covered with armor, and are highly aggressive. Some have described them as hooded, others as having green or yellow faces. Uh, One teen reported that she was assaulted. Pelicara grabbed her and had her by the neck. When she tried to escape, they cut part of her neck, but she survived. She was treated for lacerations and released from a local hospital. One witness said, quote, We have met almost face to face. Their face is hardly visible. I have seen his whole body floating at a height of one meter. This gentleman also commented that the creatures have lights and they can fly. Several have described them as extraterrestrial, and said they have large heads and yellowish eyes. The community leaders of the tribal people are asking the police to send them reinforcements, with one community leader saying, quote, We need support for our community. The children do not sleep, and the mothers stay up all night. These gentlemen are aliens. I've shot them twice, and they don't go down. They rise and disappear, end quote. Our source for that is Latina Noticias, which is a national news service in Peru. So these creatures are said to repel both arrows and also gunfire. To really feel the drama, let's go to a clip from Peruvian National News. This is ATV Noticias. So there's a newscaster, and then they play a clip of the Ikitu people chasing the Pelicaras. Okay, Maria, can we roll that clip now? Mucho menos personajes salidos de películas o cómics de superhéroes. Son extraterrestres estos señores, blindados, todo tipo de hombre verde que parecía el hombre de igualito, esos señores, yo les valió dos veces y no caen, en vez de que caen se elevan. Los llamados pelacaras, supuestos seres extraterrestres que venían causando miedo a la comunidad nativa de Ikuti en Alto Nanay, no eran otros que mineros ilegales. Ya se ha elevado, ya se alarga, vuelan, eso fue, no va a parecer nada. ¡Cuidado, cuidado! ¡Cuidado! 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 
I love how one of the one of the villagers is cursing and they beep it out. And it's so it's a very high intensity chase through the jungle. And everybody's shouting and they're waving their flashlights and people are firing guns, but you don't see what they're chasing. They're very excited. They're really after something, but we we don't ever see it on the video. The internet being the internet, there's a little bit of confusion right now. Um we do know, we've confirmed through Peruvian news sources that a 15-year-old girl was injured. And um, But we also have this report of a person, a corpse being found with its face peeled off. But I can't connect that to the Peruvian news services. So I'm discounting. I don't know why they're being called face peelers, except that it seems to be a traditional belief among the Akitu people that these creatures, their modus operandi, is to kidnap you and then steal your face. Very similar to a cattle mutilation, which we have in North America, except those target livestock. So what is going on in the highlands of northeastern Peru? We have a number of theories being banded about. Of course, the native people are simply describing them as extraterrestrials and pelicaras. So saying they've long believed in the pelicaras, and now it's just straightforward to them that these things are from outer space. That is extremely interesting. It's not uncommon for indigenous people around the world to reframe their pre-existing folk beliefs in um, cryptid-type creatures as extraterrestrial. In 2007, the Journal of Royal Anthropology published an article titled Close Encounters, colon, UFO Beliefs in a Remote Australian Aboriginal Community. This excellent article explores how indigenous people in Australia have simply updated their pre-existing belief in uh, creatures that steal water. They disappear water holes overnight. They've updated those beliefs now to just sort of uh, assume that these are aliens that are here for the water because their planet doesn't have enough water. And some Hopi Native American peoples have recently been arguing that their own ancient belief in star people is reference to an ancient alien visitation event. Now, the Peruvian government has just this week told everybody, don't worry, we figured it out. The problem's been solved. It's just a gang of illegal gold miners wearing jetpacks. Peruvian prosecutors saying they want to move against these mafias de extranjeros, criminals who they say were ejected from Brazil and Colombia and then jetpacked to the Peruvian Andes to carry out their nefarious misdeeds. Interpol kind of backs this up. Interpol has re released a statement saying that gold mining has become the racket of choice in South America, thanks to the United States' ruthless war on drugs. I was not aware that our war on drugs was that effective, that we were actually driving criminal activity into other areas of work away from drugs. That's really interesting, if that's true. I'm highly struck at how Western sources right now are reporting that the problem has been resolved, even though I find the idea of gold miners wearing jetpacks to be about as extraordinary as the indigenous people's claim to be besieged by alien pelicaras. Mainly, what is the evidence for this? I looked up the cost of a jetpack on the internet. Commercially available jetpacks retail for $400,000 a piece. We did have an incident in uh, the United States out in California in 2020 where there was a man caught jetpacking around the LA airport multiple times. That issue was never resolved. So it could be that people are building their own jetpacks now. It just feels to me like the Peruvian government's explanation, oh, they're illegal miners with jetpacks. 
is just really convenient and it's come out of nowhere and I'm just not really buying it right now. On the other hand, there is a Azerbaijani UFOologist, Zachariah Sitchin, who might argue that there's really no need for the indigenous people of Peru and their government to be on opposite sides of the table on this issue. Trained at the University of London School of Economics, Sitchin has written numerous books uh, arguing that the ancient Sumerians, their gods, were in fact gold mining aliens. That's right, gold mining aliens. An idea that was weirdly prefigured in the 1930s in H.P. Lovecraft's short story, The Whisperer in the Darkness. But let's say focused on Sitchin for a moment. He's kind of a big ancient aliens guy. And what distinguishes him from other ancient alien theorists is that he has a background in ancient history and learned how to read ancient Sumerian, did his own translations. His 1976 book, The Twelfth Planet, argued that the Sumerians had identified a mysterious planet beyond Neptune called Nibiru, orbits every 3,600 years, and causes disruptions to the Earth's climate. And what's interesting about that is that we are now coming back to the idea that there is a missing planet. I don't think it's the 12th planet. It would be the ninth planet. A popular mechanics article published February 15th, 2023, titled Scientists Think They May Be Able to Find the Missing Planet 9, argues that known disturbances in the orbit of large comet-like objects in the Oort cloud have led astronomers to believe that there may be a missing planet, which they now hope to discover. So that's really interesting. Could these jet-packing mafiosos be the gold mining aliens from the planet Nibiru, which we have yet to discover? They need the gold because their planet is just a giant comet. Maybe they're even in league with the cartels in South America. An idea also prefigured in Lovecraft's Whisper in the Darkness, where mafia-type humans work cooperatively with the aliens from the planet Yogoth, which we learn at the end is actually Pluto, no longer a planet. It's all coming together for me here. I'm really liking this theory. Meanwhile, conspiracy theorists are pointing their fingers in a different direction, noting that U.S. special forces, including the U.S. Space Force, and Japanese soldiers are believed to be operating in the same province where the sightings are taking place. They're saying that it's part of Operation Resolute Sentinel, and U.S. troops have been deployed in Peru for joint exercises before. This actually comes from Merco Press, which is another Latin American news service. Lima News confirms 87 U.S. Marines are currently deployed for a 16-day joint bilateral jungle operations exchange with the local Navy at the Equitos base in the Mayanas province. This is just reporting from just a few weeks ago, so that would still be going on, I think. So the more conspiracy theory-minded folks are pointing their fingers at the U.S. military. And then I found anonymous Peruvian grad students complaining on the internet. Now, this is a machine translation. Quote, another theory that runs in the networks is that it is about foreign soldiers who seek to intimidate the indigenous inhabitants so that they abandon the land and dedicate it to extractive activities. In the past, 
the dictatorship invented the chupacabra, weeping virgins, pishtacos. Now they are aliens, a typical distractor of Fujimori's mo. So I looked this up. Uh, first of all, according to folklore, a pishtaco is an evil monster-like creature, often a stranger and sometimes a white man, who seeks out unsuspecting natives to kill them and abuse them in many ways. Many of the stories about pishtacos circulating on the internet concern their murdering humans for the purpose of stealing body fat, either to consume it for themselves or sell it on the black market. I guess in the Peruvian Andes, the pish tacos really do eat you. Um, and the anonymous Peruvian student poster also mentioned um, Fujimori. And I was like, well, what is that? Fujimorism refers to the ideology of former president and Peruvian strongman Alberto Fujimori. In 1992, this Peruvian man of Japanese descent, he had worked as a college administrator and had stayed out of politics, but then was mysteriously elected president of the country, believed to have done so with the support of the American CIA. He quickly dissolved the government in what was called a self-coup and proceeded to broaden the definition of terrorism to include left-wing ideology. Fujimori's reign of terror continued for eight years until he was charged with corruption. He then fled the country and went to Japan. Japan extradited him back to Peru, and in 2009, he was convicted for his role in supporting right-wing death squads. The political party he created, Popular Front, is still led today by his daughter, Keiko Fujimori, and Fujimorism remains a powerful force throughout Peru. That's really interesting. I had never heard of any of that before. And so I'm kind of inferring here that the people have this understanding that part of that reign of terror was literal terrorizing through masquerading. I guess death squads would masquerade as native monsters. And so this is a scary thought. How does that tie into the U.S. and Japan carrying out joint training activities in that very province at the same time as these reports going on. Could U.S. Special Forces and Japanese Special Forces both be engaged in some kind of psychological terror operation on behalf of a mining company? I would hope not. I would hope that maybe what's happening is that U.S. and Japanese forces are hunting these illegal gold miners. It's just literally the plot of the 1987 film Predator. And who has the jetpacks? Is it the special forces or is it the illegal miners? We don't know. Actually, boy, it would really make more sense, wouldn't it, for it to be special forces that have the jetpacks? That would explain a lot to me. Something is clearly going on down in Peru. It's very exciting. Uh, I really thought it was interesting that the national press is covering this straightforwardly seriously, even though we didn't have any photos or video of the Pelicaras. It seemed that they were simply taking the people's reports and their demands for additional police presence in their community at face value, which I thought was nice because in the Western media, you see a lot of people laughing and saying, well, they're indigenous people and they don't know what they're talking about. But they live there. They hunt with bow and arrow. They probably know the difference between you know, regular predators and supernatural cryptids. 
Let me also add that as somebody who follows UFOlogy very closely, I have long been aware that the UFOs reported in South America are much more aggressive than what we report in the United States. We get a lot more stories about physical assaults. Uh, there's a story coming out of Brazil right now about motorcyclists on dusty rural roads being chased by orbs and having laser beams shot at them. Just this year, people have been experiencing renewed interest in the 1996 Vargina incident, which took place in Vargina, Brazil, where multiple people reported seeing strange creatures over the course of several days, uh, which apparently attacked animals at a zoo and impregnated at least one woman. I've even heard reports of UFOs in Brazil um, grabbing people with hooks and trying to hoist them into their craft. So what is going on in Latin and South America? Longtime listener of this show, who I know over the internet, suggested to me that it might be that the UFOs are more aggressive because they're demons and the people in South America are more religious than we are in North America. That's another possibility. Fascinating stuff. Well, whether they're just indigenous cryptids, aggressive extraterrestrials, jet-packing illegal miners, demons, or special forces terrorizing the locals, we wish the people of Peru the best. We hope that they're able to resolve this situation and receive the additional police presence that they have requested. We'll continue to follow this story and see if anything more interesting comes out of it. Until next time, thank you for listening. I have been Dane. Stay strange and stay sane.